We've got the coffee brewing on the pot, the uh, tranquil lake in the background. Another great addition of the podcast. Scott here to hand it over to uh, to Emily. And Emily, I know you've brought in, you, you've had an eclectic group of guests. And by the way, folks, go back and listen. Great shows. Something new, something, by the way, that across our whole platform of shows that we have at Eau Claire Hometown Media, this is probably a first. We've had athletes on before, but we're definitely going down a different path. Thank you, Scott. Well, first of all, I want to report on Let's Paint the Town with Chris Cruzy, and we partnered with the Menominee School District Homecoming, and Menominee did win. Um, we It was amazing. The crowd that we had about 4,000 people at Wilson Park, and we fed them. We listened to music. Um, we had the uh, homecoming court on stage. It was fabulous, and I believe we will continue to partner with the homecoming every year from now on, and that's Let's Paint the Town. But enough of that. Um, today, I have some really special guests. I have Jeff Peterson and Ruben Dason Brentmeyer. Um, it's interesting because there's probably 45 years difference in age, something like that, if my math is good. I want to talk about Jeff a little bit first. Um, Jeff started racing road bikes while he was in high school, okay, and has been a large pillar of cycling in the cycling community. Um in 1992, um, he won the Fat Tire 40, where he raced from Hayward to Telmark. Um, so he's, he is a very accomplished biker. And Jeff, I would like you to introduce your protege. Hi. Um Thanks for having us on. And my buddy here is uh, Ruben Dayton Brantmeyer. And um, I met him working on trails. And he was just a young guy out mountain biking. And a friend of mine uh, borrowed him a road bike. And uh, he went wild ever since. So now you're racing at what level? Um, I mean, there's many different ways to classify that. in road racing itself, you have anything from a Cat 5, so that would be considered novice up until um, pro or Category 1. Um, right now, I'm close to upgrading to Cat 2 in road, and then in off-road racing, um, which would be, in my case, mountain bike, um, I'm elite. So that's um, the last year before going pro. Oh. But, of course, that last step, that's a pretty big big margin that I'm working on closing. Now, you're a high school student. That's right. And I believe you're 16 years old. I am, yeah. Yep. Um, are you a sophomore, junior? Uh, I'm a junior this year. Oh, wow. Um, so, who, hmm. when you talk about going pro, who will you be racing against? So there's not any one field of people that that I can give you 
an answer in this case. Um, but many of the kids that I'll be racing now, I think a pretty good chunk of them have the ability to go pro and people who have raced nationals in 2021, it'll be a similar field to that. Okay. Um, so do you get nervous before you're racing? I think it's with anything. Yeah. You know, you have those, those nerves that will come up either at the start line or just before. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you won any races? Um, I have won a few races. I am seven time Minnesota state champion. Oh, wow. And Congratulations. Thank you. Um, another win in 2023 was the fat bike Berkey short and fat. I won that in a sprint. Wow. Now, is that similar to what Jeff was involved in back in the day? Um, so in 83, he won the Schwamigan 40, which is in the same area, but those are two different events. One is in the wintertime, one's in the fall. Oh, so that answers my next question. You do skate in the winter? Uh, I, I ride in the winter, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Fat, fat I'm not skate, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's tournaments? There is, yeah. It's It's very similar to just summer and fall and spring season. It's just different bike hop on different bike race a lot of the same people and continue that that fitness so um do you when you go on your next race and i believe that was where uh my next race my next big race is going to be the second weekend in october called the trek cup in waterloo waterloo iowa okay wisconsin Waterloo, Wisconsin. I didn't even know there was a Waterloo, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, What is the entry fee for something like that? Um, For the Trek Cup, I believe this year it is one hundred thirty. And in my opinion, that's that's a fair that's a fair ask, given that it's you have the the full community of pros and some of the best people in the world there, and you have that influence for three days. I think that's. That makes it worth it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so now you have to stay there in hotels and stuff overnight. That's pretty costly. Yeah. I would bet. Um, where is Waterloo? So Waterloo, Wisconsin is almost directly west of Madison. Oh. I believe about 25 to 30 miles. Okay. All right. I bet that attracts thousands of people. It does. Um and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them are just watching. They're just spectators. Yeah. And it's incredible. Similar to what we were talking about this morning about the Tour de France and, yes. the, and spectators. It's it's crazy. Wow. Now, uh, the Tour de France, is that pro bikers? Yep. So Tour de France is the absolute highest level you can get in professional road racing. And it, there's nothing above that. So... Your goal is to do that. That's that's my my end ambition. Yeah. Yes. Um, how long do you think it would take to get there? I don't know, to be honest. Sure. It's, it's something I'll just have to find out along the journey, and I'm hoping within the next five years. Sure. So now, um, like, oh, let's think about this car racing you know, professional car racing. You know, you always see these great big sponsors with multi, multi-billion dollar budgets and everything. Is that something that 
you know, a company would be there in Waterloo kind of watching for the next up-and-coming bike racer? Um, it's not so much even a single company, but but teams. They're going to be watching you, and they want to try to hire you or contract you onto their team and kind of feel you out a little bit. So sure. in essence, yes, there yeah. are sponsors that are going to be there watching you. Good. Um. So how do you, are you on a team? I am on a team, I'm on a junior development team called Minnesota Junior Cycling, MNJRC. What does JRC mean now? Um, so MN Jun- stands for Minnesota and the JRC is Junior Cycling. Oh, oh okay, thank you. Um, all of this is just new to me. You know, I rode a bike when I was a kid, <laughs> but that's the extent of it. Um, what do you have to say about his abilities? Uh, well, he went from uh, just being a local kid riding on the mountain bike trails and then uh, got him on a snow bike. And so there's like pretty much four different types of racing now. There's the road bike with the skinny tires. And then now there's another group is called gravel racing, where it's kind of a road bike with knobby tires. And then what he's coming into now is cyclocross, where it looks like kind of a 10-speed with knobby tires, where they run over barricade, barricades and obstacles and then there's the other sport it's um we call it snow biking but the the manufacturers like to call it fat biking so people will buy a bike for year round instead of just for the snow but they're like four inch wide tires so those are the bikes we race in the winter okay so it was like three years ago got them to go to a race in hudson and it was during covid so they went right in a group so it was a time trial so they set everybody off at like 20 seconds out of all the racers Ruben was like five seconds faster than the fastest adult. Oh, my. <laughs> and the people that put on the race, Bjorn used to race pro for, um, I think, Radio Shack. And then his dad was an Olympic racer. And they run the Minnesota junior team. So right away, they latched on to Ruben. And that's how Ruben got into organized racing. Oh, my gosh. And then since then, he really improved because they have, you know, regular training routines and, you know, all the training that the pro racers have, they have the experience to train these guys. So. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. You are going to be pro. I just know it. Um, tell me about, now, you're a junior in high school. Um, does this interfere with your grades at all? Um, if anything, I think that... It can improve my grades. Um, you know, I come off that good high from riding the day before and come into school with a good mood. And I think my overall attitude from cycling carries over into school. It helps me focus on, on assignments and what I need to get done in the classroom. That's very cool. Um, so you're a pretty good student too, aren't you? <laughs> I'd say, and my teachers would probably say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. I think you threw out some A grades or something when we were chatting before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so your goal is to go pro and then further your education when you're done with that. What is usually the retirement age for someone, a pro um, bike racer. I think it's entirely personal. Um, from what I've been watching since I was a really little kid is 
somewhere around the age of 30 to 35. So sure. compared to other professions, even like golfing, that's that's pretty young. It's a pretty young age to retire from a, a career like that. But I mean, you can't you can't be the best and try to compete against these 20 year old kids who are coming at it from a brand new brand new view, brand new angle, and or a 16 year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so now you are talking about a long distance race, or a long distance from Menominee race, that where you have to buy an airline ticket and everything like that. Where was that? Um, so I briefly mentioned to you about an upcoming race, um, Cyclocross Nationals, and that is in Louisville, Kentucky this year. Mm-hmm. And what would a sponsorship cost? So... If a sponsor or a partner would consider to pay for something like um, airline cost and then race entry fee and maybe spare parts or something along the line of a sonier, um, that could be anywhere between, you know, maybe $500 for airline tickets and then, you know, $100, $200 for, for race fees and then any of those little extra costs. So it could be anywhere as expensive as, $5,000, it could be anywhere as low as $500. Sure, sure. Now, you mentioned also that in order to be placement, get a good placement in your bicycle, in, in, in your races, that you have to race more often. You have to attend a lot of these. Um, does your team help with that? Um, would you elaborate? Um, you, 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 I think you mentioned something a little bit about um, the more races you participate in, the better placement that you get in the race, the next race or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. so how do you, uh, how many races do you have to do in a year? Or how do we get you to place way up there? How do we get sponsorships to help you? Yeah, so that really comes down to having that mindset you need before a race, showing up to a race and doing really well. You know, you could show up to 20 races before nationals and get last place at every one of them, and you could still be last in the corral for nationals. Or you could win three races that are at, a similar level and be in the first row of the, the race. So it, it's really about getting to those A races and doing really well. Yeah. But now, how does the being on a team help you obtain that? So it's all about teamwork, right? Many of these races are, they're pretty selfish. I mean, you're, you're in it for yourself and for an individual result. But beforehand, coming into the race, you have all this training and it's that training where you have coaches and teammates to push you and to help you and maintain that discipline before going into a big event. Is there a fee to be a part of that team? Uh, it, it depends what team you're on and if you're, you're, if you're a pro and on a pro team. But in my case, as a development team, you're, you're paying to be on the team because you're paying for coaching. And uh, is that expensive? Um, I'm sure my mom would disagree <laughs> with me. Um, it's it's usually around 500 to 600 a year oh. just to be on the team. That's um, not too bad. No. Um, good for you. Um, how 
How do you want to reach out to individuals and businesses to, to help sponsor you? What would you say? You have a great opportunity right now to give your pitch. Um, I'd, I think I'd first just introduce myself and tell a company my ambitions and what I want to do. Um, and then I'd probably follow with explaining some of my race results and my training regimes because I'm unique in that I usually train better than I race. I have these really, really good numbers and really good results training, and then I come into a race, and I haven't quite figured out how to manage that gap between those two things. Um, but I think I'd, I'd lead with my mindset and past results Okay. talking to a company about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a rotary that you could probably speak at. Um, there's a lot of different places, entities in Menominee. You're, you're, you speak very well. Um, you're very outgoing. Um, this, I just met you for the first time and I'm really impressed. (laughs) So, um, we'll talk about that later to see if we can get some local exposure, um, and get some fundraising for you. Um, do you have any ideas, Jeff, about how we could do that? Um, I think just by this, we'll be getting the word out. Right, right. And then, um, I don't get, mean to get sidetracked, but I just was fortunate enough to uh, watch Ruben race in the Nationals like two years ago. My friend ordered the uh, the bicycle channel, so we got to watch we got to watch the whole race. Oh wow! And yeah, so it's a, a group of like sixty guys just blasting, just sprinting. They sprint through sand pits. They got to lift their bikes up, run over barriers. They have sharp corners, and the thing is, every, everybody blasts right. They come around. They go into the pits, they grab another bike, but no dirt, no mud on the tires, and take off. Oh, my another heavens. Lap, another lap on a fresh, clean bike. It's awesome. It is. So when's they the have, next one like that? Uh, that'll be Trek Cup, as I mentioned earlier, second weekend of October. Okay, per- perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, we're going to get you some sponsorship for that. I can guarantee you. Um, this is great to have someone that's from here. Going to high school here, having your head on straight, so to speak, um, with great ambitions, and we'll get you there. You know, I will work hard for you, and I'll get other people. There's a lot of money in Menominee. They just hide it. You know, we need to get you, like, a a business sponsorship, Um, you know, multiple business sponsorships, because... You will make it. I know it. I have all the trust and faith in you. You're a very impressive young man. Um, what else do you have to say about him? Their their team is pretty impressive. Like if you if you've seen the the video or if you've seen them at a race, they pull up. They have like a thirty foot trailer with Minnesota Junior Racing on. Lots of bike and bikes in there. Um, his coach is a former pro rider his coach's dad is an olympic racer so what are their names bjorn and dog what's their last name sealander sealander um 
Um, <clears throat> what else can you tell me? I mean, you've known this young man for a long time. Um, he is always, always motivated and caffeinated. He's always, <laughs> always, always wound up, never seen him down. And we've been on all kinds of rides like this, just this summer we do in a gravel road in between a bunch of cornfields, got sprayed by a helicopter, dusting crops. Um, That's not good. This stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get, but I, I swear I didn't get a mosquito bite the rest of the year. I so, bet not. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the start of the Fat Bike World Championships, that's the snow bike, um, starting temperatures like minus six, and like two hundred people's on two hundred people on the start line at minus six degrees. It's like, oh wow! I don't think I'm quite that crazy, but anyways, he lures me in the races like that and gets me out. So do you see each other and ride together quite often? Pretty regular. Yeah? Yeah. I, we built a cycle cross track out on my farm. Oh. Just for training. Yeah. Sure. Yep. So we're going to start heading out there and riding. Now, I'm back to sponsorship because it's going to cost quite a bit of dollars to get you pro. You know. Do you work? Um, <clears throat> during the school year, I don't. Um, but this summer, I actually had my first official job. Um got introduced to uh, signing W-4 forms for the first time, so I felt like that was a big step. Um, but, yeah, next summer and further into the year, I do plan on on um, getting an official permanent job and, sure. and starting there. Good, good. Let me uh, ask you. I, I'm, I'm gonna yes, please here, do, Scott. <laughs> minute, what other activities are you into? You know, in, in, in all my years dealing with, professional athletes and whatnot a lot of them if not played multiple sports were involved in a lot of activities so in addition to this and no doubt this takes up an awful lot of time but what other things are you into what other things make you make you move so man i really i really put all my energy into 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 riding bikes um i do run but away from from athletics I really love to to woodwork. I love to make things. Um, I love to fix things. Um, shout out to my buddy Elijah Stewart from Menominee, who has, I think, made me a better person, a more rounded person, because he always invites me to, you know, get away from the bike, take a break, and fix something or or do something else. And I think that's really important as a aspiring professional athlete to to have something else to be able to do how difficult is it you mentioned you're on a team that's based out of minnesota of course a lot of kids your age they're on the football team the baseball team what have you they've got their teammates right there at school how difficult is it to not have those teammates every single day you don't have the, those inside jokes in the hallway no doubt you have friends but you don't have your team around you like maybe some other kids do. Yeah, so that is that is a barrier that I don't actually talk about much. Um you know, two of my teammates are are brothers and I think that makes for a really interesting dynamic on the team. Not necessarily bad. Um but yeah, I get to show up once a week to training in Hudson, Wisconsin and I think it's kind of good to be able to spend time away with people that you train and focus so hard with because then you can share all these stories from the week riding at school and yeah uh, 
that is a really good point that Scott brought up, you know. Um, but so if somebody wanted to hire you for the summer so you can bring some dollars in, because that's basically what all it's all about. Um, <clears throat> where would your ideal job be? I think my ideal job would be working in a bike shop. Oh, yeah. Working in an environment where I'm super comfortable and really build interpersonal skills. That's yep. something that I've been trying to grow over the past few years of my life. And, yeah, just to answer your question further, I think anything in in the bike industry, not just necessarily a shop. So, um, I know that I keep focusing on money. I keep focusing on sponsorship. But I think that it has to be folk, you know, that has, I mean, most parents can only afford so much. I mean, this is the Midwest and people do the best they can. And, and I think there was somebody that once said it takes a village, you know, I'd like to challenge our Menominee village to help you out. Um, I will commit to doing a fundraiser for you okay I will invite people we need to get your name out there we need to get your face out there we need to get pictures out there um, I will challenge everybody that's listening today to match my donation to you of a thousand dollars that's so incredible Emily I don't even I don't even know what to that's say to awesome. that you don't have to say anything. It's my pleasure. I am so impressed by you. Um, not only as a biker, you are just an incredible 16-year-old man. And um, I am going to, I will get a fundraiser together for you. And we're going to get you some money. We're going to get you to races. Um, I am pretty impressed with you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Emily. It means so much. And that's that's really important because I remember two races last year. One was a broken chain. You break a chain, you, you've lost the race. Another one, Schwamming, and he broke a derailleur. Um, pretty much the race is over, but he called his mom. His mom brought a spare bike. He swiped parts off a spare bike. Yeah. Got back in the race, still raced it over faster than I did. So <laughs> it's, it's important to have good equipment because if, if you blow a tire or blow a derailleur, the race is over, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again. I, I can't say enough about it. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Thank you.